listening to The Top Floor, a podcast featuring critical conversations around property management, community associations, and real estate investing. I'm your host, Sean Forster, the trend researcher at Appfolio. Here on The Top Floor, we discuss change, innovation, and opportunities for the future. With help from thought leaders and change makers, we'll give you inside access to our world at the height of industry disruption. Here's Megan Eels Monroe. Back in 2019, if you asked a property manager what was slowing growth at their company, there's a good chance they might offer a response related to hiring, onboarding, training, or staffing. At least, that's what the data suggests. Last year, Appfolio put out a survey of property managers in partnership with John Burns Real Estate Consulting. One in three said time spent training new employees versus pursuing business development was slowing growth. Many also said that manual processes, like data entry, were a factor. And finally, over 45% said they struggled to hire qualified workers. Because of this, companies have increasingly been migrating to cloud-based technology, which aids workflow efficiency, making it easier to train and retain new talent. And the arrival of COVID has only accelerated this adoption of new tech. An April 2020 survey of property managers found a majority expect to continue using this new technology permanently. For example, virtual showings, and nearly half plan to adopt new technology to prepare their businesses for the future. When it comes to onboarding, especially in 2020, uh, I know there is a lot of employees that started their employment behind Zoom uh, and not being able to go to the office. Here's that folio's Stacy Holden, Senior Director and Industry Principal. So I think the biggest challenge really is twofold. One is consistency and making sure that when you leave your training manual or you leave your instructions that you have the ability to self-serve your answers. One of the benefits about having electronic workflows within your system is it allows your employees to have self-service. What I mean by self-service is having the ability to answer their own questions or, oh gosh, do I do the inspection and then the work orders or do I do work orders and then the inspection? And so having those things within technology helps. Let's switch gears and let's talk about it from a culture perspective. So difficult when you are in one state and your headquarters is in another is staying connected. And so I think as a property management company, you may be in an office with, you know, 25, 50 people, but you will have a leasing agent that is all by themselves and making sure that those people stay connected, whether that is through, you know, communication or part of your company culture or even their personal development plan having them connected not only in what they need to do and how to do it, but how they feel and are engaged as an employee, I think are two of the biggest challenges. And if you can overcome those and that employee has the desire to come to work every day, even though they come to work by themselves, I think that's key. Here, Stacy is tracing the arc of a new hire and showing how technology can factor into their journey. Virtual meetings aren't a perfect analog to in-person conferences, but they are a crucial part of onboarding. So is the ability to follow steps in a software-guided workflow. Digital manuals are good, but they need to facilitate what Stacy calls self-service or self-guided problem-solving. 
And that workflow needs to be supported by a culture of clear, open communication. As she points out, fresh recruits are likely to spend a lot of time on their own, so it's important to help them feel part of the team. By now, you might be thinking to yourself, whoa, this sounds difficult. Don't worry, you're in good company. I grew up where you used a phone. I remember when we got pagers. I know that dates me, but... You know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have those things. And now it's, you know, it's far beyond just cell phones. It's the texting. It's the Alexa. And while you may not be comfortable with those as a leader, you need to learn that others are. Listeners of this podcast may remember Cindy Clare from our earlier episode about leadership and team alignment. I am the chief operating officer for Bell Partners, and I oversee all of operations, human resources, and marketing, both property marketing and corporate marketing for the company. In addition to being the COO of Bell Partners, a North Carolina-based apartment management company managing roughly 60,000 units across the country, Cindy's also a member and instructor at the Institute of Real Estate Management. She's also a past chair of the National Apartment Association, so she knows more than a thing or two about how to effectively run a team. You know, for me right now, what I hate about the pandemic the most is that I can't get out on site. And to me, that's critical because if I'm making decisions for the company, I really need to hear what my teams are saying and what they're feeling. And that's harder to do remote. And I do think you're seeing, even with the younger generation, that that connection, that person-to-person connection, while you can certainly do things via Zoom and you can build those connections, it's not quite the same as the in-person. You still need that face-to-face. So I think it's finding the balance between the two. It doesn't mean that you can't do remote work, but I know for me, I couldn't just be remote. I would miss that interaction. So we were doing all this really prior, though. It's funny. We were we were basically, we were all together. We would see each other in the office, but we, we were essentially remote. This is Jordan Levin, a co-founder of Pelican Property Management in Maryland. We were doing everything virtually, even though we were right next door to each other. And now that we're miles away from each other, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, other than I think some people get a little bit lonely by themselves at the house. And so we try to do Zoom calls and uh, uh, conference calls, and, you know, business calls and fun calls, and keep everybody together. When COVID arrived, Jordan and his team at Pelican braced for a downturn. Well, just the opposite happened. <laughs> uh, we have had an explosion of business, only from companies that did drop the ball during this period. And we're, you know, we're hearing all these crazy stories about bills not getting paid or people not being responded to. And, and I can see how things can easily just fall through the cracks. So we've had to hire. And we're, we are so excited that we've had to hire because there are so many people that have been on the opposite side of that. But it did pose uh, some challenges. So one, interviewing somebody over Zoom is not necessarily the same as interviewing somebody in person. However, I've determined that all my initial interviews moving forward, even when, if there's a normal that we go back to, um, we are going to do a Zoom interview first. And then comes training. The challenging part comes in when you want to train the person. It's more difficult to train somebody remotely than it is to be there and actually, you know, sit with them while they're entering. You know, you can share the screen and you can do, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, it works. Uh, but we found that that's, that's our challenge. You got to start with the initial, the initial training online. 
what we're mostly doing is training them on our our internal processes and how you know if if we get an email in and somebody's asking you know about dumpster day you respond in this manner again here's at folios stacy holden I think, number one, leveraging technology, uh, talking about those automated workflows that step-by-step. Two, make sure the technology you're using also has good resources, like how to apply a credit, for example. You know, just a simple online, even with a video, to show them how to do that. I think also, too, is assign them a mentor, uh, just a buddy, if you will, for the first 90 days that that person reaches out to them maybe proactively three times a week or the new employee can ping them whenever they need to answer questions. I think those are very successful in the onboarding. More than a few experts we spoke with said change is best served from the top down. Jasmine Sylvester, who also spoke with us for a previous episode, is the chair of the Diversity Advisory Board at IRIM and a property manager at the Shopping Center Group in Atlanta, Georgia. When it comes to training, here's how she sees it. I think it boils down to, with property management, there really has to be a lot of hands-on experience. I think it takes a very specific skill set to be a property manager and to really want to stay in it. You have to really be committed to roll with the punches. That's why I think sometimes implementing a coach at the senior level is really important. Someone, when you are making those mistakes while you're in the field, per se, can coach you through those situations and better mentor you on how to deal with it differently in the future. When you foster that sort of environment, I think it does lead to talent retention. I think it does allow your property manager to say, I'm willing to fight another day. All right. So just to recap. There's enough evidence to suggest working from home and a greater use of digital platforms is our new normal. And while these are great for improving workflow efficiency, they do come with some growing pains. Property management companies can meet these challenges by embracing new technology, providing new hires with great self-service resources, and even a mentor. But that just covers the hiring side of things. There's still an entire team to coordinate and manage. What then? One, it's keeping everybody organized in that department. Here again is Jordan from Pelican Property Management. We give our staff uh, a lot of autonomy to think for themselves. Uh, We did prior to COVID and we encourage that now. Are you going to have mistakes that are going to be made? Absolutely. But if, if you don't encourage people to think and think out of the box and solve the problems, nothing's going to get done. What, what's helping is our, our collaborative effort on and off the calls, combined with the systems that back us up, figuring out new ways to work the work order system, new ways to uh, uh, communicate better internally using like what we implemented. Um, so all these together kind of help us you know, figure out how to manage our day-to-day. To find out how technology makes it possible to effectively scale a growing team, let's hear a little bit from Brooks Baskin. He's the CEO and founder of Tubi Living, a California-based property management company. With Brooks at the helm, Tubi Living oversees a portfolio of roughly 1,400 residential, mixed-use, and commercial properties across the Bay Area. So 
We made a, a decision as a as a company to to invest in the Plus platform for a variety of reasons, but I would say one of the primary reasons is that our organization has grown uh, both units and number of employees, which has made uh, it much more challenging to for our directors to manage. We've got a spread out workforce that works all over the place. And we really needed to be able to get access to more data, primarily for our management, so that we can make better decisions about staffing, uh, how to improve our processes, uh, and the insights and analytics piece of PLUS is, is very interesting. By PLUS, Brooks is referring to Appfolio Property Manager PLUS. We, just, we have a lot of data at our fingertips. And we're, uh, we're able to, especially, I, I would say, um, for financial performance of properties and work order management, uh, which are two, obviously, critical parts of property management. Um, and it's let our, uh, our management team uh, be able to make faster, more nimble decisions uh, with, with managing their teams. And finally, no discussion of remote work and team management would be complete without mentioning burnout or feelings of exhaustion from long-term stress. Here's Stacy again, speaking about its signs, symptoms, and how leaders can help their teams avoid it. Burnout is interesting, uh, especially in 2020. I think everyone has experienced burnout in one form or another. And as leaders, I think it's never been more difficult to be a manager or leader than in 2020. Uh, some of the symptoms are things that you can look at, warning signs. Even it's, gosh, there's so many, but let, let's just talk about exhaustion. A lot of us sometimes have the Sunday blues before going to work on a Monday morning. But when you have the, the those blues on what I call blurs day, because we don't know what day it is because our daily routines have changed so much, that, that in itself can be a sign. Um, all of a sudden... What you could do in a normal day is now difficult. So we're just not efficient anymore. And you tend to spend more time on something than, the, than you used to before. That's another sign. Routine is really important to people. And I think we've noticed, especially in 2020, that when you get out of that routine and you're not sure what day it is and the kids are running around you, you're trying to work from the kitchen table, all of those things can lead to being, for lack of a better phrase, you know, burned out. I think if you're looking for a leader to make influence, the best way to start is vulnerability. What I mean by vulnerability is leaders have bad days too. And if you can create a space of vulnerability with your teams, for example, I was on a call the other day uh, with a team and I said, I don't know about anybody else, but is this is today hard? And it really is amazing that when you ask questions like that, how people's guards come down and they feel more comfortable being authentic. They feel more comfortable being honest because some of the responses I got were, yeah, Today is really crazy. What is it? Is it the moon? Is it people? What's going on? We get it. 
Hiring, onboarding, and staffing was never easy. There are so many variables to consider, not the least of which is an ever-evolving work environment. Keeping a team aligned is just another challenge. Fortunately, there are a wealth of tools and resources to help. We like to think this podcast is one of them, and we hope you found it useful. Thanks for listening to The Top Floor. For more information about today's guests and additional property management insights, visit us at atfolio.com. And don't forget to subscribe to The Top Floor on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. We'll see you next time.